G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. And this is a warning for parents that due to the adult themes being discussed in today's program, it's not recommended for young listeners. Back to Titus, it actually says, God's grace has now appeared. God offers to save all people. His grace teaches us the ability to say no to godless ways and sinful desires. We must control ourselves. We must do what is right. We must lead godly lives in today's world. We live in a highly sexualized world and it's more important than ever to talk to our kids about sexuality and guide them in healthy relationship formation. I spoke to Northridge Community Church on this topic to give an overview and some easy to understand principles surrounding sexuality and relationships. I'm Brett Ryan for Focus on the Family, Australia. We live in a very highly sexualized world and sex has become such a commodity in our culture today. It's a bit like junk food. It's just readily available. But God has created sex. He said, I created this and it's meant to be beautiful. It's something to be cherished and valued, but society has distorted it and made it so readily available at a click of a button or a swipe of a phone in a culture that is not cherishing and we see it crumbling around us. And I think we need to, especially if you're a mother or a father, to be able to talk to your kids about this very important subject. It's never too early to talk to your kids about these real issues at an age-appropriate level before society does because it will find them and it will actually start taking over their thought process. But it should be like a, a special meal and we have to cherish that, both those who are married and those who are single. We have to cherish this as, as God says. And I'd like to just give you a little bit of a, a quiz, if you like, about sex and, and love, if you like. And this may be just for a few people, but it might be interesting to see how well you go. The first question is about a truth or a myth. And this is the society that we live in. And it actually says the decision to have sex between two persons is only affects those people. It doesn't affect anyone else. Is that true or a myth? True. True. Oh, there you go. Straight up. All right, well, I reckon it's a myth, but I love your enthusiasm. Because I've seen couples who, and again, this is a very practical, it's just saying that if you have intimacy and then one gets pregnant, then there's the family that's connected to that may have to bring up this child. Then there's the actual, that you don't get married, then there's this child that's actually been destroyed. So it's not just between the two people who have intimacy, it has this ripple effect. So, but I like your enthusiasm. <laughs> what I do with my body has no impact on me as a person. Yeah. yeah, I like your style. I like your style. Yeah, sometimes we in our culture today, we actually say it's just physical, but it's so much more. Our chemistry set in our brains releases these wonderful hormones called serotonin, dopamine, and oxytocin, which is a bonding agent. It's like a glue that bonds two people together. 
And so intimacy is not necessarily just the physical aspect, there's an emotional connection. And we even see Hollywood saying this because we have movies like No Strings Attached and you know, Friends with Benefits, and we see them falling in love when they started off with just being physical, and we see that it's so much more. And that's how God created it. It's something beautiful in our chemistry set of our brain, so physiologically, but then emotionally connected. Wayne to have sex only after marriage is unrealistic. Depends on the person. There you go. I love it. I love it. I love church should be interactive like this. <laughs> you know what? Even though it is a myth, but I love what you're saying, is the fact is in our culture today, 83% of couples choose to live together before they get married. And about 90% of couples will actually choose to sleep together before they get married. That's what culture is to say. So you could actually say it is unrealistic, but it's not impossible. I myself kept myself for marriage. I'm like a poster boy for abstinence. <laughs> it wasn't easy, but it was something that I cherished and my wife cherished. But it is amazing when I speak to young people about that and they're thinking, really? You could do that? Gives them some hope. But we live in a culture where it's actually saying, you know, it's just physical. It's not impossible. It just means they're putting God first. But then God gets a, a bad deal. And the Bible gets a bad rap as well. Because it's saying as the Bible is saying, a book of thou shalt nots. Whereas the world is crying out, you should do whatever makes you happy. Whatever satisfies you, that's what you should do. And the Bible is contrary to that. It's actually saying, you shall not do this. And in fact, the Bible is not that at all. The Bible is actually saying, you have so much life because I sent Jesus to give us life and life to its full. But yet I'm going to give you some boundaries. I'm going to give you some, some guidelines. If you stay within the boundaries, life can be awesome. But you, if you step outside the boundaries, there will be consequences. So the book is not thou shalt not. So it's actually saying thou shalt live an incredible life and I've got the best for you, not the worst. I'm not trying to spoil your fun. I'm actually trying to give you life and life to its full. But we have to follow his word. We have to follow his guidelines. And I'd love to unpack that a little bit more, but for sake of time, keep on going. Sex is the same as love? Myth. It is not. It's so much more. Looking at pornography, this is a thing in our culture today, that pornography is so normal. And I have got friends of mine who are child psychologists, and they are dealing with eight-year-olds who are addicted to pornography. It's not just a young person's issue, it's also an older person's issue. I spoke at a men's breakfast and I spoke on this topic and a 75-year-old male came up to me and says, you're the first person to ever speak about this topic and I've been dealing with this issue and I've been a Christian all my life and no one has ever spoken about that. They haven't had any sexual discipleship. So looking at pornography is normal, it's not normal and it's not harmless. And the damage, and I can tell you time and time again of how many people I've helped in this and mentoring that position. And then the final thing, most young people want to have lasting and loving relationships. And I would say that is truth. But in a culture that we don't know what's right and what's wrong, and even in the scriptures it talks about people would see the right in their own eyes, even wrong will become right. So our compass is actually becoming distorted. We have things, I don't know if it's right or wrong, and that's what our friend here said, it always depends. We have these provisos, it all depends. Depends on this situation, depends on that. But God's word is actually finite. It's the truth. It doesn't have any variables. It doesn't have the just in case, just for what I want. It's an individual choice and it's no big deal. That's one way that we can actually analyse it. As long as I don't get caught. <laughs> How many people have said that? 
But for a young brain, a young brain is still developing and doesn't understand this. But even older brains don't understand this as well because I think we're all under construction. But for young brains, especially the prefrontal cortex in someone's brain is still developing. It takes about 28 years for a male brain to fully function. And it takes about 24 years for a female brain to fully function. The prefrontal cortex is where you think rationally, where you think through the consequences of your actions. But God's word has actually helped us in saying, I've got these answers if you're open to listen to what I have to say. Because the God of the universe is trying to get your attention to live a righteous life. And he's actually saying, I've got some beliefs and I've got some values that are ideal for you to live a life that's full and happy and joyous. But yet we have this this society has got our attention and it's gaining momentum in our culture today. And even those society's laws are actually being questioned at times. We've actually seen biological laws. It's not between what's between your legs anymore. It's between what's in between your ears that can determine what your sex is. Talking about gender fluidity and gender diversity in a culture. And we actually see this being thrown at young people all the time. And the church, unfortunately, has remained silent a lot of the time. This church in its history have actually said things like, sex is wrong, sex is bad, don't do it. That's what the church has said over years. But yet we should be actually saying, sex is wonderful, sex is beautiful. And you know what? In the confines of a covenantal relationship before God and before man, it is the best, especially between husband and wife. And this is the challenge that we have, that we, we have these confusing messages, but God is actually saying, hey, I've got something better for you. And I'd like to unpack a few verses to help you, but also some practical things in our culture today, talking about healthy relationships and healthy sexuality. And by no means exhaustive, as I said, but it will helpfully help you navigate this complex world that we live in. Because I saw this poster once that said, purity precedes true intimacy. If you think about that for a moment, that's what we want. We want to have true intimacy, real intimacy. But it's remaining pure of heart, pure of soul, pure of spirit, pure of mind, and pure of body. Because that's the reason why we've been to love the Lord your God with all of our soul, with all of our spirit, with everything within me, physically, emotionally, relationally, psychologically, all we need to love the Lord your God. And he's given us this beautiful availability of having relationships because we are relational beings just like the father the son and the holy spirit are in relationship marriage is an example of a relationship just to start it's actually just a glimpse but we don't get it right here on this earth but gee it's good to acquire and live a life of purity Back to Titus, it actually says, God's grace has now appeared. God offers to save all people. His grace teaches us the ability to say no to godless ways and sinful desires. We must control ourselves. We must do what is right. We must lead godly lives in today's world. I would love to see a group of young people standing up before their culture and be countercultural and live a life of purity and And I can tell you lots of stories when I've seen young people stand up and it's amazing when they do that, other people admire them. The ability to say no in a world that says yes all the time. But we're only just one click or one choice away from temptation. And the challenge that we have is that people say, well, I'm a Christian, I'm immune for this. But you know what? 
Christianity doesn't make you out of Teflon. I've seen many, many a leader, a godly leader who has fallen with just one click or one choice away from destruction that destroys not only their ministry, but their family and the ripple effect is enormous. You're listening to Brett Ryan, CEO for Focus on the Family Australia. The Word for Today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional, designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au. Welcome back to Focus on the Family Australia. I'm Robert Ryan. We live in a highly sexualised world and it's more important than ever to talk to our kids about sexuality and guide them in healthy relationship formation. I spoke to North Community Church on this topic to give an overview and some easy principles surrounding sexuality and relationships. I can give you some statistics and I love statistics because they tell a story and actually say 50% of men will actually be going down this pathway and I'm not trying to scare you, I'm just saying the reality of our world and even we're seeing 20% of women who would say that they're following Jesus Christ are actually dealing with this issue on a regular basis. I actually spoke at a youth and young adults event and I talked about this and I had about two or three women came up to me and they said, I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only one dealing with this issue. And that's the reason why God has given us this word of God to be able to bring light to this broken world. And Christianity doesn't make you immune to these temptations. In fact, 30% of habitual viewers of pornography seeking professional help are now women. So it's not just a guy's issue, it's a girl's issue. Looking at inappropriate images and looking for love in all the wrong places because families have disintegrated and people are looking for love in all the wrong places. My favourite verse in the Bible comes from Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. It's talking about living sacrifice. But it says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it actually starts here. That chemistry set, it starts there. We have to take control. Every thought under captivity. Do not conform to the patterns of this world and say, that's what the world's going to. And I have to say, and this is probably a bit controversial when I say this, there's even a new coined phrase. You can look this up. And it's called sexual atheism, where people actually go to church, but Christianity, and, and they put it together, but they actually say, my sexuality has nothing to do with my faith. And they actually try and twist the word of God to actually appeal to their own natural desires. And this is where we actually have so many challenges. In fact, the apostle Paul, and we have no idea what his thorn in the flesh was. And this could be a thorn in the flesh in someone in this room today about their desires, their wants, their needs that they put into their minds that you could be sitting next to someone who's dealing with this. Or you might know somebody. I can guarantee that this is at epidemic proportions, both inside and outside the four walls of the church. And I've helped many a person who's dealing with this and send them in the right direction. It's amazing once you relieve them of this burden that they're living. But even Paul kept on going to say this, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. <laughs> There's so many people who would say, I know I don't want to do it. And I feel bad. And I feel guilt. And I feel shame. And all this type of thing. And I won't do it again. And the very next day, Ah, oh, this is the last time I'll ever do it. And it's because we do things in isolation and we don't do things in community. 
We need to be as transparent because this is just a sin because we have all done things that we are not proud of. And we create this hierarchy of sin and we justify our behaviours. And we're not as bad as that person, but we have all fallen short of our ideals. And God said, I sent your son Jesus to die upon a cross for all of our sins. And this is just one of many sins. You know, the best thing you could do is actually have the courage and the vulnerability to actually text somebody and say, I need to talk and go and talk to that person and you become accountable with that person. That's why I love the idea of Paul mentoring others. And he was mentored himself. And I think we should all have mentors speaking to our lives, speaking truth with love. And that'd be a very good place to start. And I can give you a whole variety of other things. Prayer is one thing, and it's not just your lack of willpower, because we can have the best willpower, but that does not enough. We need to do things in community. And it's because this has been a destroyer of our culture. These things called smartphones, which aren't so smart, readily available, that's doing so much damage in a culture that actually just wants to bring everyone on the same level. And we need to be able to rise up. But that's on the area of sexuality. This is one area. There's so many different things I'd like to speak on. But I'd like to just for the remaining time, this will be for all of you single people or evil people who are thinking about dating. And I'm just going to give you seven tips, just seven tips that may help you navigate the future. First thing is your dating experience will help shape your married life. Everything you do, and you might date a number of people, but you know, I've said to my boys, and I like to encourage it, you, know, you don't go dating for the sake of dating. You date for the thought about, is this my lifelong partner? You know, if you don't think they're going to be a lifelong partner, why prolong it? And I've seen so many people just cruise along, and then they just you know, get engaged, and they don't really know why they got engaged in the first place, and they don't know why they got married, and just drifting along. Your dating experience will shape your married life and the things that you do and get up to can actually affect not only physically, but your memory banks are all at a higher level, especially when you're in love. And the trouble is when you're in love, (laughs) your heart gets engaged and your brain disengages. You don't always think as clearly as you would like to or thought you could because your heart gets involved. Your values and beliefs have an impact on your dating life. So you have to know what your beliefs are. You have to know what your values are. You have to know what your boundaries are. You have to know what they are because when you get into the situation, what are you going to fall back on? And I would love for everyone to have their basis, their values and beliefs based on the Word of God. What does He say about healthy relationships? What does He say about sexuality? And if we base those things, we can put it through that filter and not just rely on our own human effort, but rely on the Word of God and rely on the power of His Holy Spirit to make wise choices. Again, the dating experience, the more you compromise the relationship, the more baggage you take with you. And I have heard and many young people go into their marriage, they've taken a lot of baggage with them, and then the relationship might dissolve and then they take that baggage with them to the next relationship because they haven't sorted this one out. And then they take that relationship to the next and it just continues to spiral and return and just makes it so much more difficult. I have to say, if you have made some choices along your road that you are you know, disappointed with or, or a bit feeling guilty with or, or you regret those decisions, God is the God of the second and the third and the fourth chance. He actually can start afresh. And I like to use the words starting a spirit of virginity, starting afresh, starting with a wholeness of heart and mind and body, soul and spirit. 
because the compromises you have, that baggage you're leading into relationship will continue to be there because that's that chemistry set in your brain. But even if you're dating, it's start afresh. And I encourage you to do so, but do it with others along the journey. A phone call, an email, a meeting, a coffee. Your family, your close friends can often tell if you or your date are a good match. And that's a big one. Because remember, your brain starts getting disengaged and you start thinking, oh, they're wonderful. If you have people in your life that you trust, if you have people in your world that you sort of honour and respect, at least listen to what they have to say. Many couples that I've had uh, the privilege of talking into and, and uh, they're asking for my blessing and I'd actually say to them, look, I don't see this as a good match. And they may have made the decision to go along with it and later on it's landed in disaster and I've come up to them and I have no delight in sharing that. I told you so, I never say that. And they say, I wish I'd listened to you because it's the discerning of others, getting other people involved. And because as a young person, you don't know yourself. <laughs> you know, you're still trying to work out the world and then you get, match up with someone who's still working out their world and you put two dysfunctional people together, it's gonna be more complicated. But they love me and we finish each other's sentences and everything. And when I send an emoji and they send the same emoji back, oh, it must be love. Science has actually said it takes 18 months to fully fall in love with somebody. That's science, boom. <laughs> Have you ever heard the expression missionary dating? This is an expression when you go, oh, they just, they tick all the boxes, but they're not a Christian yet. And I know if I date them, they'll become the best Christians ever. Because if they do become a Christian, their Christianity is tied up with the relationship with you. And if you do break up, then their relationship is going to be distorted. No, the best thing you can do is run after God with all your heart, soul, and strength. And then maybe you look behind, there's someone behind you, and then still run after God with all your heart and soul and strength. Because I've very rarely seen someone who is fully on and devoted to their, their faith and devoted to having an ongoing, deep relationship with God, finding someone who is not a person of faith, and they go backwards. And very rarely do I see that person catching up. They go backwards and... You know, they just say, oh, they're just such a nice person. That's the reason why the Bible also talks about being equally yoked. And not just necessarily talking about faith. Faith is a very important thing. Could you imagine not sharing the most intimate thoughts about who God is and revealing His purpose and His truth in your life and not being able to share that with someone else who doesn't share that? And then when you have children, where do you go to church? Where do you fellowship? And there's so many other complications. But then it's also talking about drive. It's talking about passions. It's talking about equally driven. And there's so many other variables when you unpack that verse. But just saying that if you've got someone that you like and you really think they'll be a really good person to come along, you know, pray them into the kingdom, but don't date them into the kingdom. I can give you time and time again of examples where it has gone astray. Number six, it is really all right to not date until you're older. Yes. Don't rush into a relationship. You need to find out who you are. And I actually think in our culture today, the best thing you can do is actually find out your identity in Christ. Find out who you are and then find someone who actually also has an identity in Christ. Because those movies where you say, oh, they complete me. <laughs> Another human being does not complete you. They complement you. Find out who you are in Christ. Run after God with all your heart, soul and strength 
and then you may be able to find that lifelong partner. But don't compromise your value systems. Don't compromise your belief systems. And don't rush into things. Don't rush into it just to fix this, this gap that you feel that's there, but your gap is need to be filled. That void in your life is Jesus Christ. And when he fills that gap, then you can find someone who's also had their gap filled. And then you can joy in the, the laughter and the passion that only God can provide. And finally, and this is the most biggest one in our culture today, dating should never mean that a person owes another person sexual favours. Treat yourself and expect to be treated with value, dignity and respect and do not compromise anything else other than that. Because we live in a culture that's actually saying, hey, if it makes you feel good, just do it. But you don't want to compromise that. God has given this wisdom. He's actually saying you can do it. It is possible with the power of the Holy Spirit to live a life of purity. But don't do it in isolation. Do it in community. Do it with others. Because the greatest enemy of sexual health and relational health is not talking about it. It's remaining silence. But I think it's something that we need to continually talk about because we live in such a highly sexualized world. In Thessalonians, this is my prayer for you. God wants you to be made holy. He wants you to stay away from sexual sins. He wants all of you to learn to control your own bodies. You must live in a way that is holy. You must live with honour. Don't desire to commit sexual sins like people who do not know God. And, and so really this is for people of faith. But even if you're here and do not know God, talk with somebody today to find out who God is, to have this meaningful relationship with the Father, with the God that loves you so much that He is willing to sacrifice His Son Jesus to die upon a cross so that you may be made whole with Him and have an ongoing relationship with Him. I hope the information you have heard has been helpful. To find more resources on sexuality and relationships and a free download of Talking to Your Kids About Sex, go to our website at families.org.au. I invite you to tune in next time for Focus on the Family Australia. I hope the information you have heard more resources on sexuality and relationships and a free download of Talking to Your Kids About Sex, go to our website at families.org.au. I invite you to tune in next time for Focus on the Family, Australia. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 